You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we are continuing on in our podcast series that goes along with the Sunday morning message series that we have been in entitled God Is. And if you've not seen that or you've kind of forgotten what that's about, it's a series where we're taking a look at the attributes of God um, and what we can contribute to him and his character, what we see in scripture, and then also kind of what that means for us. And so this podcast has just been taking a deeper look into some of the attributes we talk about on Sunday morning, and then also taking a look at some of the attributes that we probably don't have time to cover on a Sunday morning as well. So we're going to jump back into that today from, from your living room now, Pastor Jeff. I like it. You like it. You didn't like the look of your kitchen on Sunday morning. So it felt a little funny. I had to put away a lot of stuff and uh, this a little bit more open. So here we are in the living room. We'll see if you like this one. Uh, But we are continuing on now. Today, we're going to take a look at the attribute of omnipotence. And again, I feel like this falls in the category of omniscience where you hear the word, you associate the word with God, but you're not entirely sure you know what the word means. So just... For all of us lesser folk, define what omnipotence means. Yeah, these are a part of, you know, we kind of talked about the immutable uh, Mm -hmm. characteristics of God and those that kind of can be passed on to us. So uh, this deals with this idea of God's power. So omni meaning all, we've used that with omniscient, omnipresent. So omni meaning all, and then potent, obviously dealing with the idea of power so that he is all-powerful. Uh, He has all power. He initiates all power in this world. Any power that we have comes through him. So again, sort of this source of all power in this world belongs to God. And it would be one of those, we we talked about this last time, how we have different categories, characteristics that we can possess, such as love and goodness. But this would be one that would fall in the category of incommunicable, like We cannot possess this as much as we probably try. Yeah, this is a characteristic that belongs to God, and it's critical to understand that, Mm -hmm. I think. Much like we're not omnipresent, we're not omniscient, we're also not omnipotent. Mm -hmm. That belongs to God and to his character and to his character alone. Mm -hmm. So obviously these characteristics of God are pulled from Scripture. That's how we know what we know about God from the pages of Scripture. So where do we see omnipotence, and where do we kind of draw this line of God being all-powerful. Yeah, we could cite several scriptures. I mean, you're going to find it all throughout the Bible. Probably part of my two favorite would be Psalm chapter 62, where it just simply says this, all power belongs to our God. This is David just sort of citing the fact that in the midst of the difficulties of life, he just wants to remind himself and he wants to remind other people that, listen, God's more powerful than any difficulty, any struggle, any circumstance you go through in life. So, Uh, That's probably my favorite, Psalm 62. Jeremiah 32 talks about this idea that God created the world with his outstretched hand because he is the all-powerful God. And then he goes on to say this, and we'll talk about this later as well, but this idea that nothing is impossible with God. So if obviously nothing's impossible with him, then he must be all-powerful. But again, and we'll talk about this as we walk through this together, but I I want to remind everybody that when it comes to the omnipotence of God, it is very purposeful. It's not as if he's there to show off. It's not as if he's there to sort of prove 
who he is, but it's purposeful in his power and what he does in this world. Mm-hmm. And I think we, you know, you spoke to creation, you spoke to the different things that we see in God's power all throughout scripture, but it really does apply to kind of different areas of life that if we were to maybe take a step back from this massive topic of God's power and really look at the different ways that we see this throughout our life, we see this um, even in nature now. Very much so. I mean, it, the world literally holds together because of the power of God. Colossians chapter 1, you know, not only did he create all things, speaking of Jesus, but in him all things hold together. So there's a sense in which if the power of God or the presence of God is removed from this world, then everything begins to crash. And we can cite all throughout Scripture's time, certainly in creation, he creates ex nihilo or out of nothing. So there's nothing that exists in this world, and then the power of God creates. Uh, We're going to see it in the New Testament, especially as we travel to your favorite place of (laughs) Israel and how much you hate when I talk about it. Uh, But we, we literally gather together on the Sea of Galilee, and we talk about the storms that come on sea, and then how he simply says with the word of his mouth to the waves and the winds, and they obey him, that he has power over nature, that he has power over creation, that he has power literally over you and I. Mm-hmm. Which, which brings kind of that next piece in, because the power of God really should be a comforting thing. It shouldn't be a scary thing. It shouldn't be an overwhelming thing. It really should be a comforting thing. And we see that even in his power over life, we see that all throughout scripture as well. Very much so. And it bleeds into the idea, and we'll talk about this later, of the sovereignty of God. Mm. But the fact that, you know, ultimately, if I have power in my hands, because we're sinful creatures, we're probably going to use it in a wrong fashion. The good news is uh, you have a good and a gracious and a loving God that is all powerful. One that knows what's best for me, for you, for every circumstance in life. And he uses it in a good fashion. So, yeah, I think to just remind ourselves on a daily basis that we're under the power of a good God Mm -hmm. is a good thing. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. No, yes. And when circumstances in life feel like if you are all powerful, if you all are good, why aren't you showing up? I think that's the biggest struggle for people. Mm -hmm. And we always come back to that issue of evil and suffering in this Mm -hmm. world because there's nothing that God can't do. Mm -hmm. The question then becomes... Why didn't he? In fact, I love that little story uh, of the boy who was in Sunday school and the uh, teacher said to him, hey, give us something that God can do. And he said, well, it'd be easier for me to give you something that God can't do because he can do all things. Mm -hmm. But then it comes to that permissive will. Why does he allow some things? Mm -hmm. Why does he intervene with his power in certain circumstances and not in other circumstances? Mm -hmm. Again, that's where you and I have to go back to the character and the goodness of God and trust. Uh, in that. Mm -hmm. Which brings us a little bit to, we talked about this last time, but God is all powerful. The evil one is not. And sometimes I think we can get that a little mixed up in our minds, that God has power even over our enemies and the evil one. And I think that's a good thing to hit on for a moment, because we talked about it with regards to the omnipresence of God and omniscience of God, but the evil one very differently has neither the omniscience nor the omnipresence of God, nor does he have omnipotence. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons we always say, hey, Scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, that he's always the victor, that he always has all power. The evil one does not have all power. You're going to see it in the book of Job, that anytime the evil one wanted to deal with Job, he had to seek God's permission because he was this all-powerful God. 
Uh, we especially see it in the New Testament. Remember that story uh, about where, you know, Jesus confronts some demons and then the demons actually ask Jesus' permission, hey, could we go into this, you know, group of pigs mm -hmm. that would be better than you destroy us? So again, there's this idea out there that the evil one is somehow just as powerful and you and I are struggling. The truth of the matter is if we tap into the power of God, he's always greater than the evil one, can always defeat him, whether it's temptation or struggle or difficulty and pain in life. Uh, he is the all-powerful God and has power over every one of those situations. And remind ourselves that he ultimately will. I think we're, you know, we often get so caught up in our world and our day, but if you look at the totality of scripture and how things eventually end when Jesus returns, there will eventually be a time where God's omnipotence will be on display like Never before. Amen. When you get to Revelation chapter 19, that's literally what it says. You know, he sits at the throne and all power and glory belongs to him. So even in the midst of the difficulty of this world, you recognize as mankind's sin, sin came into the picture, messed up sort of the plan of God. But you're right. He ultimately wins. The last pages of scripture tell us that he and his power one day will rule and reign, even though right now, we go through difficulties and struggles in life when he comes and makes everything brand new. Uh, his power and his rule will reign forevermore. Now that feels a little, I mean, I love how big picture that is, but let's personalize it for a second. Um, if someone's struggling with understanding the power of God or even applying the power of God to themselves, what are some things that they can remind themselves that God has power over in their life? Yeah, I, I would always remind yourself of temptation, of, mm. of struggle. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but 1 Corinthians chapter 10 talks about no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful, powerful to do good, and, and he's always going to provide for you a way of escape. So when people say, listen, I am just powerless against temptation. I just can't help myself. That's really not true. Uh, again, if God has authority over the evil one, temptation in our life, then I would remind yourself when you seek the power and the strength of God, you can overcome any temptation. I would also say that with regards to difficulties of life, because one of the things we've got to know about the power of God is that somehow he's going to take it and he's going to use it and work it for good in our lives. I think when it comes to healing and difficulty in our lives, when we go through infirmity, he's got power to heal. Does he always heal? Nope. Uh, but remember in Luke chapter nine, they came to him and he healed them. Scripture said there's this idea that I think we ought to come to the all knowing, all powerful God and say, uh, you know, if it be your will, I, I would love to be healed. I'd love to be touched. I, I think power is certainly evident in salvation. Mm -hmm. uh, when you think about it, when you and I are captives to the evil one and the things of this world, it's only the power of the gospel that breaks through. Uh, Romans chapter 1 talks about, you know, the power of God unto salvation. The word is dunamis, mm -hmm. literally from which we get our English word dynamite, that the power of God mm -hmm works through the gospel to break the chains of sin in our life and set us free through Christ. So there's just a lot of areas. In fact, I can't think of an area in our life that the power of God wouldn't be helpful if you and I are willing to seek it. Mm -hmm. There are, if you're uh, new to the subject of omnipotence and even us saying the word is something that you're not super familiar with. There are some great chapters in um, the book by Tony Evans and then also Jen Wilkins' book, None Like Him, that we have in our resource area. They have specific chapters that really go into the omnipotence of God, where we see that in scripture and where that plays out. So if that's something you want to explore more, be sure to check that out over in our four store on Sunday mornings. But thank you for joining us today. We will be back next week with more of the characteristics of God. 
If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.